Well, despite toilet paper hoarding and panic buying, overall consumer spending has been down sharply since the onset of COVID-19 with retail sales. Oh, my goodness. Just in March, get this, an unprecedented 8.7% down. Stay-at-home orders have caused many people to change the way they shop for things that they need. Let's welcome now to the Buckmaster Show on the live line, Sabrina Helm, associate professor in the Norton School of Family and Consumer Sciences in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at the University of Arizona. Professor Helm, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking and thank you for inviting me to your show. Well, thank you. We're so interested in getting your take on how uh, consumer behavior has changed. What about the the most significant changes that you see on your radar screen? Well, what we certainly can say is that consumer behavior has been reshaped by you know by fear, health concerns, and also the new isolation induced kind of habits that we have. Um, adopted, you know, in these past couple of weeks or now months, such as, for instance, you know, familiarizing ourselves with curbside pickup, more online deliveries, and generally keeping away from groups of other people. So I, I think that's really a dominant one that will likely remain with us for quite a while. It's likely that we have to prepare for prolonged or intermittent physical distances, distancing for maybe one, two years. Yeah, so um, these new habits that, that formed are likely to stay for a while. A lot of people doing, um, you know, buying excess. Do you think that's going to be around for a while, or people, are they going to go back maybe to their normal habits? Well, you know, a lot of been, it's been talked about panic buying and all that, yeah? And if you look at it from an individual's consumer's perspective, that's not irrational behavior. That's very irrational behavior in the care of one's family and, and yourself, right? And um, so when we think about consumers responding to this kind of a crisis scenario, and again, we intermittently may be having to stay at home again. We don't really know what to prepare for. So if you look at it that way, I think um, consumers will likely, if they have the financial ability, continue to stockpile certain items, maybe not to the extent as we've seen you know, in, in March, but um, that, that perception that we need some safety stock here in our homes as much as we can afford it and as much as we have the, the, the space for it. I, I would assume that it's also there to stay, although, as I said, on a lower level than we have seen in, in March. We're speaking with Sabrina Helm. Sabrina Helm is the associate professor in the Norton School of Family and Consumer Sciences in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at the University of Arizona. And she's talking about how the uh, the whole COVID-19 has affected the way consumers have uh, have, have been changing uh, the way they are uh, prioritizing what they what they're buying 
uh, how the spending is really uh, changing and uh, how they are prioritizing uh, their spending as well. And, and globally, consumers are still spending, and sometimes they're spending more on staples such as food, household supplies, and personal care items, but we're also seeing increases in home entertainment. That's been, of course, one of the very big ones, the uh, changing uh, people being confined to their homes, so they're spending a lot on home entertainment. Uh, I want to talk about long-term. What do you see, uh, Professor, as some of these long-term changes that might come out of this? Well, as much as habits change, it is likely that some of these habits are also there to to stay. One big area of change that we talk about a lot in the retail environment, for instance, and in terms of consumer behavior, is an increasing affinity to adopt technology to help us in in, um, our shopping chores, right? So we've already seen for a number of years that there's a shift towards more um, e-commerce, online shopping, um, and less uh, going to bricks and mortar stores that has of course now been reinforced with that crisis. Um, we have we see some new trends such as uh, curbside pickup, for instance, uh, or home deliveries, which in terms of grocery shopping certainly spiked tremendously. Um, it's likely that that's also um, a trend that that's going to remain for good. We see very cautious consumers, depending on how long this current crisis is going to reshape consumers and how they how they live, how they can earn money, and how they are able to spend their money. It may also be that we see different groups of consumers emerge, maybe over the next months, couple of years. Yeah, there there's that group of consumers that are focused on their health and they have the ability to stay at home and maybe work from home. They may um, have their job still, they have spending power, but they will be more cautious in how they spend it and what they spend their money on. And we'll have that other group of consumers um, that may have been experiencing layoffs, being furloughed and so forth. So their spending power is also curbed for for a long time potentially. And so um, overall, I think there's going to be not that much frivolous spending, (laughs) probably really more focused on um, what is of utilitarian value, what are the things that I really need around me, and not not so much what are the things that I like and um, that I would like to splurge on. We've already seen some of the big department stores declare uh, bankruptcy. Do you think that trend will continue? How do the brick-and-mortar stores survive in this environment, uh, Professor? There are very different kinds of brick-and-mortar formats, right? If you talk about department stores, we have seen a transitioning retail landscape for a couple of years now. So um, interest of consumers in department stores has gone down for a while. Um, We now, of course, see this all compounded, made much more serious um, and much quicker change due to COVID-19. Um, but the trend was already there, you know, the trend towards more online shopping, but in particular, the department stores have seen decreasing numbers of consumers for quite a while. So that's, that's a rather difficult um, field of retail to remain in right now. Uh, um, in, particular, uh, in particular, if you're in, a, in an enclosed kind of mall environment where you know, consumers are very hesitant to, to go into stores and be in this enclosed environment for longer periods of time. In other areas, you know, we, 
we will see how different trends play out. There's also some positive trends. If you think about particular um, the smaller local businesses that really are hit very, very hard by diminishing um, consumption. But there's some hope there too in terms of changing consumer trends. Also for a couple of years, for instance, we have seen that consumers are more interested in conscious consumption. They are more mindful about what kind of products they buy, more interested in sustainable products, for instance. Um, they're interested in, in products that help them maintain their health and well-being. They are interested in locally sourced kinds of products. And so in those areas, those trends are actually supporting companies, retailers that can, you know, provide value for consumers there. So it's, it's difficult to say overall how this plays out. There's some people, and I don't want to actually say that winners. Yeah, but there's, there's some companies that are still doing well. You talked about home improvement, for instance, groceries, household items, and so forth. Um, several players in the online environment, they're doing quite well now, right? All of them really had to invest a lot into changing procedures, invest a lot in the safety of employees and consumers. So we need to reflect on that too. And then, of course, those who really have a very hard time now that foot traffic is so low and consumers are so hesitant to come into source, that it's going to be very difficult to continue operation if this you know, crisis continues for months, if not years. Sabrina Helm, thank you very much for spending a few minutes with us. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Sabrina Helm from the University of Arizona, the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. She's associate professor there in the Norton School of Family and Consumer Sciences. 